0: Hi, welcome back to not So Southern, gentlemen. I am Ricky. And I'm done. And here we are, episode 21, dude. Blackjack. Time to break the 20s. I, I, I'm i excited that we've made it this far. I'm proud that we have the fortitude to press ahead and hang in there and actually do this thing. Let, let's get into it. What do what we got this week?
1: I don't know, but are you any good at Blackjack? I,
0: I'm pretty good at Blackjack. I've been to Vegas times and, uh, Read a few books, and yeah, uh, back in my military days, we had a pretty good crew. We could go down and if we were playing single deck blackjack. We could hold our own, you know. It's my favorite card maybe, game. Maybe maybe walk away with the table a little. Walk walk away from the table with a little cash in your pocket.
1: I was always afraid that I picked the wrong end. Like I'm the guy that uh, screws everybody else up, and everybody's just eyeballing me the rest of the time.
0: Uh oh. Well, we were uh, we were. In Vegas for over 30 days at one point, and we ended up meeting a dealer and getting to know her. She knew we were all military and we all knew each other, so she didn't mind us talking across. The day. And we knew where each of us would sit. I mean, obviously we didn't talk about what cards, we're in, but you know, we we knew what each other was gonna do, and it, it was good times. She she allowed us to do a little more than what we feel the average Joe schmo would be able to do, and we had a good time there.
1: Yeah, the only time I've ever been in a casino is, uh, I believe, once with you, and then there was another time for a uh, restaurant convention we were in Tunica. Oh, nice. I've been to Tunica a couple times. Went there in college. So, tell me this. Have you watched the trailer for a horror movie called Rings?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I watched this. I was going to ask you, is this what we're finally getting after we had uh discussed on a previous episode where there was a going to be a grudge slash ring crossover did it just morph into rings no no
1: no this is a this is a proper sequel to the rings movie this isn't the crossover that still may come our way
0: this is an okay so this is a legit uh crossover or a legit sequel then
1: yeah the the crossover movie is in japan this is a uh, now these were english-speaking actors that i saw the trailer for
0: oh yes yes same here okay so we're getting a new ring movie it, it looked pretty good you know for for a ring movie take take that for what you will it looked like it was obviously more up to date the graphics were going to be more up to date the storyline looked a little more intensified with modern times as we like to do things nowadays.
1: Yeah, that first movie has really got some good, not the scares, but the psychological part of of, uh, of linking the psychological and the visual together really done well in that movie. Now, uh, this movie looks like it may be pulling more from the modern genre of, uh, like, Paranormal Activity. Correct, but right. I will admit, yeah, I've got a guilty pleasure, Paranormal Activity. I really like jump scare movies, so...
0: Yeah, I, I'll. You know me. I'm all for the jump scare movie. They, they're pretty good, and this one didn't look bad. I, I actually liked it, and you know, I'm a horror fiend, so I'll probably go for that. Okay.
1: And moving
0: into our superhero movies,
1: it looks like Captain Marvel is getting close to a director. It looks like actually. I seen a director being named earlier today. Did they drop a name director? I have missed it. If they did, well, let let me let me go through um, this first. Was... That the ones in the running okay. were Nicky Caro from uh, directed the Whale Rider, Leslie Gladder, who did some great television over the past ten years, like Homeland, Mad Men, Ray Donovan, Newsroom. Newsroom is a great show written by uh, what's his face um, from The West Wing. You gotta help me. You're
0: no, no, no. I don't I don't watch West Wing and I don't have extended cable, so I've never watched other than uh, the trailer for, or not the trailer, episode one of newsroom, which I think was on an on demand once, and I watched that and that was pretty good. Okay, this but, pod
1: this podcast comes to a halt right now. The West Wing is on Netflix. Watch the West Wing. Well, it is see,
0: amazing. It's gonna be a little tough to do that, I'm gonna be honest with you. I just resubscribed to Sling TV because, as you know, uh, my my life is honestly about to be put on hold. It it will be half this podcast podcast and half football. So that's the I will resume binge watching Netflix in about three or four months. Until then, I, I will probably be ESPNing it up. <laughs> Go Eagles. Um, oh, yeah, and Romo went out again. He
1: hadn't even played. How's your boy out?
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, two broken vertebrae from a cheap shot by Cliff Averill.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I saw that,
0: and I didn't call you. Sorry, this podcast has now turned into football. Sorry. Apologize for that. Back to Captain Marvel. Um, No, the the female director I had seen named, if you'll give me just a moment... Uh, I've seen it on Comic Book News, and they had named her earlier. Well, if I can find... The other one is Lauren Scafara. She's
1: from uh, End of the World and also wrote Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. That's the other one I had.
0: Yeah, man, the, the name I had seen brought up was Rebecca Thomas. And it looks like she has been the director for... Oh, she's going to be the new, uh, for the Little Mermaid remake, and she's done Electric Children and Ivan Sings, which is a short. Did you just drop a Little Mermaid live-action remake in my face? That is, uh, what it has on her pre-production list, yes. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Moving Little right. Mermaid, but... Moving right along. Uh, Rebecca Thomas was the name I had seen. I believe that was dropped on comicbooknews.com. But as I look into it, it it says she has jumped to the top of the list. Although the list is still just a short list. Not an official director yet.
1: Oh, okay. So we add another one to our list we already had.
0: Correct. So Captain Marvel's in the works, you know? I'm excited for this movie. I I believe... I, I just wish things move faster i I need stuff now i want to see brie larson you know in the outfit i want to see more of stuff that i I won't be able to see for years which is you know pictures from the sets and stuff like that and i'm interested on this whole take of her creation was a little too much like uh green lantern so now we're gonna switch it up i i want to know how they're gonna play that out it almost sounds like that's giving them they're, they purposely put that out there because they maybe have had in mind that they're going to take a little freedom with this story and no. Well, and I I have, I have full faith in Marvel, but but
1: well, so yeah. do I. But I I, th- I call a little BS on the, uh, the Green Lantern connection. I mean, her origin isn't s- that similar to that. I mean, I do think that to do the character right, to give uh, Carol Danvers a a strong backstory, but introduce her in one movie, you can't go comic book, Bible, Holy Grail, story for story. I mean, you're talking about a character that started out as a normal Air Force person and through happenstance, gained powers from Captain Marvel, got drained by powers by Rogue, nearly killed her, uh, tried to figure out her life, became... Part of the uh, Shiar elite uh, Imperial Guard, became binary, got her powers back. uh, Were friends with the X Men. Clone of her fought Rogue in the Savage Land with Magneto and died. She came. I mean, like the the character just just pick and go. Oh, they're not going to do this part, or oh, they're not going to do this part. They if they couldn't figure out a way to pay the correct dues. To Ma- Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, then I-, I think her origin for the movies should be different. because uh, Captain Marvel is one of the characters that you just don't want to screw up because it means so much to so many people. Not that Captain Marvel was a huge character at the time when they were using him. He was the cosmic character. he was the uh, the quasar, the silver surfer guy who fought Thanos but then right. they did the seminal death of Captain Marvel uh, story which means a lot to a lot of people and that's when that character became such a touchstone of, of Marvel comics and of comics like you don't somebody who's not coming back to life is Captain Marvel in the comic Correct. world now they've, they've gone around it and they've done some what ifs and they did some uh, uh, bait and switch with um Civil War, I think it was, where it was, it was actually, they had a pretty good story where they had a Cree. I'm sorry, a scroll thinking he was Captain Marvel and actually wanted to be Captain Marvel and, and realized that he was one of the, uh, uh, secret, he was one of the secret invasion scrolls, and he sacrificed himself as Captain Marvel, which I mean, the, if you're going to do something like that, that's, that's a powerful story. And that's a lot to put on the shoulders of Carol Danvers. I think that yes. going a different direction, giving her a strong story, and like you said, I trust Marvel. So if they think they've got something they're going to give to the people that's going to be strong, that's going to be a great story for her. I do want them to link it to Cree somehow. They, the Kree exists in the MCU. Yeah, uh, I think it'd be a mistake not to go that route. But... I don't have a problem with them changing the story because if, if they weren't going to tell the original Captain Marvel right, then please change it, yes.
0: Right, right. And, and I believe that they need to read... Uh, I, I know I don't know if you've been keeping up, but they need to read this Civil War two comic book line. I hope Bree Larson's reading up on it because Captain Marvel is been amazing in that series. Uh, it, it is one of the few runs that's out right now that every week... I am checking, is there a new issue out? I know the writer had a setback, so now we're getting an extra issue. Like, a, a, it was only supposed to be seven, but I believe it's going to be eight comic series run for this. The Captain Marvel in the Civil War II series has been amazing so far, and I hope she reads up on it and really embodies that Carol Danvers and brings that to life. And I, like you said, full faith in Marvel right now, They haven't screwed anything up yet, so let's just let this go, and I I hope they find the right director soon and that person can start doing the work they need to do to direct this movie appropriately for that character.
1: Right. Now our next story, are you a fan of Dan Harmon?
0: Uh, I guess not, considering I don't know who Dan Harmon is.
1: Dan Harmon, the creator of uh, Rick and Morty
0: okay okay i've watched a few rick and morty's i've been told dude you need to watch rick and morty so many times i just don't have a viable means to view all of rick and morty so therefore i haven't
1: listen i'm sorry morty i'll come back for you rick well wait oh i love i love rick and morty i can't i just can't watch them with with my son yet there yes it, it gets a little it gets a little rough in there but this i wanted to bring the story up because i have an idea about this story uh, an article popped up that dan Harmon is coming back to do some scripted reshoots for the doctor strange movie with doctor strange being of course uh, being directed by scott dickerson who has done the exorcism of emily rose the day the earth stood still, sinister, deliver us from evil. Those oh, wow. are some pretty serious movies. Yeah, and uh, what we've seen. Those from are Do- all really
0: good movies.
1: Yeah, uh, well, the day the earth stood still is kind of arguable, but the other oh, ones, yeah, the other ones are good. Sure. Now they are saying these are reshoots for that movie with Dan Harmon uh, punching up the uh, script and the comedy. I have a theory, knowing what we talked about last week with thor i think they're putting dr strange in the thor movie i think that's what they're coming back for the reshoots for
0: you think we're going to see dr strange before the before his own movie no 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 or...
1: i think i think they're adding more dr strange to thor Ragnarok. yes okay
0: yes yes okay yeah my timeline is screwed up yes dr strange comes out first okay yeah i, I wouldn't doubt that that, ca- that would be a great addition I
1: mean, they're already. I mean, think about it. I mean, and this is out there. This could completely be. They've got plenty of time to do actual reshoots for Doctor Strange movie. All most movies do reshoots. It's fine. But here's the coincidence. Number one, we know they're filming uh, Thor Ragnarok right now. That we've already saw scenes of Loki and Thor on the streets of New York, where they're filming. I mean, it looks like they're in New York. Uh, they could go ahead and do some of the scenes with Doctor Strange in New York on his sets and just fly them out there for a day and pick them up and
0: and get those done. And I think that would be
1: great. Absolutely great.
0: I'm so excited. Yeah, exactly. That would be awesome. I I mean, I'm so pumped for this Doctor Strange movie because I really believe, unlike Guardians of the Galaxy, where I even went into that movie thinking, uh uh-oh, this could be Marvel's first bust, I'm going into this Doctor Strange movie honestly believing, here we go, we're about to see one of the best. Like, I am putting this high up on a pedestal for me, because I I loved Doctor Strange, and this is going to be an awesome movie. And I really believe even the average viewer is going to go in and watch this movie and come out going, we need more Doctor Strange. This guy is awesome. Awesome. Well, they've and got Thor Ragnarok would be a great place to put him. Well, they've got to get
1: the magic right. That's what I'm so excited about Doctor Strange for. Like I've said before, I want to see a proper, amazing uh, magic. You know, runes, Final Fantasy seven uh, summons, kind of just magic yeah. flying everywhere. Not just people waving wands or whatever. I I, I want to see. Amazing magic on screen, and I, I don't think it's been done to date the way it could be.
0: No, I, I agree, and this should be awesome. I'm fully pumped for it. Each picture I see, each trailer I watch, just gets better and better each time,
1: right? And and sticking with Marvel, uh, right now, one of the uh, major characters that has recently come about. Um, now, have you heard of Spider-Gwen before? Have we talked about
0: uh, her? We haven't discussed Spider-Gwen. I, I do know Spider-Gwen, and I know several people. A lot of the YouTube channels I watch, uh, there's one called Comic Trips, and they are a huge fans. Watching them has got me into reading about Spider-Gwen. I do not own any Spider-Gwen, but I am on the lookout for the Spider-Gwen oh first series. Dear God! It, it should be <laughs> awesome. Could you say that like five more times? Um, I do my best.
1: (laughs) Spider-Gwen, of course, is a character where they did, uh, there was a Spider-Verse storyline a while back where they had a bunch of different people with Spider-Man powers. And it basically was a series of what-ifs, but they all brought them over into one story. Like Spider Gwen's origin is, of course, she got bit by the spider instead of Peter Parker, from an alternate yes. universe. Became really popular really quick. It's a great design, and just like Miles Morales, I, I don't, I don't mind that kind of thing. If you give a, a character a great story and a logical story, give me a new character. I'm fine with that. I have no yeah. problem with Miles Morales Spider Man. I have no problem with Silk or or Spider Gwen because. They were done correctly. I mean, just they weren't shoved in there. They're not forced. They're just, and of course, now I'm a big fan of what if comics. Love those from the from the first series yeah. in the in the 70s and 80s, from the relaunch in the 90s. Uh, from one of my favorite, more modern series was the Exiles, where they were a time hopping group of people that would go into different realities just absolutely i, I love the what if stuff and and, and this kind of tickles my fancy in that and uh the main point of the article is spider uh, spider gwen is going to make her animated appearance in uh, ultimate spider-man coming up
0: uh this year that's awesome i i love the ultimate spider-man uh animated series i've pretty much watched everything that was out there on amazon prime and netflix and I keep re-watching it because it is so good. So the fact that Spider-Gwen's coming there will be awesome. And, you know, to, to tie into that, while, while we're on this, while we're saying the name Spider-Gwen so many times, and just because I want to keep saying it a little more, while I was at Hastings today, their comics are up to 60% off now, I was leaving and I noticed somebody had tucked away a comic Back behind stuff where it wasn't supposed to be in the real book section. And I found a Hastings variant done by the Spider-Man artist that is right now. I cannot think of his name. And I have the unbelievable Gwenpool number one where Gwen Stacy becomes Deadpool. (laughs)
1: I've seen a little of that. Have seen that? I noticed it on the shelf. I thought it was kind of a funny idea, but I I don't know anything about
0: it. All I know is, jumped on mycomicshop.com just to see why somebody, well, the reason they tucked it away is because I was able to pick up this comic for $6. Uh, On mycomicshop.com right now, you can purchase it for $38. Nice. So, cha-ching, score one for me. And sorry for the person that hid it behind some Nicholas Sparks book. Ooh. ooh my, your lost. See? See, they hid it in a good place. No one was going to be looking there, except I was walking out of the store, and I was like, there is something back behind there. Anytime I see something hidden, I have to go check it, because I do that too. If I'm going through a store and I'm like, hmm, I want this, I will put it in a non I'm sure the people that work at stores hate me, department stores, because I am the guy that you're like, why is, there, why is there a CD in the Ninja Turtles aisle? I don't know. That's probably me. But that was from back in the day. There's no more CDs anymore. Anyway, I, I, just, I just, the fact that you had this on there, I wanted to bring that up because I knew they would tie in. What else do you got this week?
1: Uh, Just to cap off our Marvel discussion, uh, we got some new photos from Thor Ragnarok which we said was of course filming and we got our first look at Anthony Hopkins from the set who is a very disheveled looking one-eyed Odin uh, which if you've ever read the comic or know any uh, 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 Norse mythology Odin would appear in certain places as a uh, kind of a bum character that nobody knew who he was uh, you know, watching the world has some very right. So do you believe he's coming to New York? Well, he's, he's in the same place. Uh, they're filming and, and it looks like New York. So yeah, they're, they're looking around. Of course it has Loki in a uh, black suit and Thor is uh, in kind of a, uh, just a jean jacket and, and uh, sweater and pants. It's kind it's kind of funny to see, you kind of want to know what what's going on, but uh, you know they're world hopping, so one of the worlds is Earth. Uh, but to see Anthony Hopkins back is is kind of uh, interesting because, of course, uh, the end of Thor two, you don't know what happens to uh, Odin. Did Loki kill him? Did uh, you know has he got him trapped somewhere? Has he got him uh, uh, glamoured as somebody else, and everybody thinks it's it's somebody else? you just don't know and it's uh, I'm just getting excited to see this movie again.
0: It's going to be awesome.
1: Um but we can flip right to DC. We of course got a trailer for Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. How do you feel about this? It's going to be awesome, dude.
0: It, it's it's Adam West. It is the man, Adam West. And Burt Ward,
1: West. don't forget Burt
0: Ward as well. Yes. Sorry Burt Ward, I, but Bert Ward's not a reoccurring character on Family Guy, so therefore he's not at the top of my list, you know. Oh, my gosh. Uh,
1: You know, I don't know, man. I was kind of done with 66 Batman when I was like 10 or 11 on, on uh, our local Fox affiliate. You know, that's all they played was Lost in Space, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, uh, Batman. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh.
0: I mean I so, look so back no, so no holy rusted metal batman for you huh
1: Ooh, that, Oh, that even that reference in what was that batman and robin or batman forever
0: yes I, I don't remember both were pretty horrible so don't don't quote me on either one of them Ugh. I don't know I I will I
1: will watch it and judge it then I may have some fun with it I I really enjoyed that show whenever I was younger I am so, kind of so... jaded
0: now well, sticking with the Batman theme and, and moving away from, from this Cape Crusaders, did you see today that Deathstroke got teased? And Now, am I reading this right? This was teased from the Ben Affleck-directed Batman movie, correct? Uh,
1: I believe the article I read and I put out on Facebook uh, with Not-So-Southern Gentlemen was a picture Ben Affleck posted of Deathstroke and that's kind of exciting
0: i mean i really cool that that is really cool because because have you ever watched on amc have you watched kevin smith's new show geeking out uh well hold on this is actually a video of deathstroke yes yes yeah it's a video it's a very short video no Uh, i did not know this was a video video. oh yeah it's a video that's kind of sweet dude Okay, okay, the reason I bring that up, the reason I bring it up, have you watched Geeking Out on AMC? I have not. Okay, so yesterday, uh, like I said, I reenacted my Sling TV. Uh, I go to uh, the AMC just to see what they have on demand, and sure enough, they have several episodes of Geeking Out, and as I've stated before, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, so of course I want to watch it. And in that they have uh he brings on as a special guest matt damon and kevin is like hey man so has ben talked you into uh you know being in the new batman movie he's like well i'm always asking him for roles but he never gives me anything he goes stop right there he goes right now ben if you're watching this Matt's going to audition for you right now and I have three bad guys set up that he's going to play in the new Batman movie. He's like, let's see, would you like to play Deathstroke? And he goes, I would love to play Deathstroke. He's like, read this line in the voice that you think Deathstroke would do. And he reads it and he was like, that's the best Deathstroke I've ever heard. He goes, Ben, this man needs to be Deathstroke. And it may have no tie in whatsoever, but I thought, it would be pretty cool if Matt Damon was actually the one wearing that Deathstroke outfit. Well you know and it the, all started from Kevin Smith goofing off.
1: The funny thing is he's the right age nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. But that yeah. I am kind of excited because the best one of the best things about um Arrow, I mean before it went all really CW, was uh Deathstroke.
0: Yes now see when the arrow that i have watched i thought deathstroke was awesome so i don't know man it would be really cool if all of a sudden deathstroke takes off that mask and he's a matt damon
1: yeah, that that will be awesome. Uh, the one thing I wanted to mention that we got left on TVs and movies was that uh, Arya Stark says we are not prepared for uh, Game of Thrones season seven, which is quite a statement if you think about what we've seen in the past six seasons of Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, especially with the ending we've just had. Now I, I can I can see where she's coming from. I mean, think about it. We've just seen some total destruction. The battle lines have been drawn fairly clear. We have several leaders of the pack. The, at the beginning of Game of Thrones, you know, the, it was wide open. Who's going to sit on the Iron Throne? The primaries are over, people. It, it's time to see who's going to sit on that throne. There's very few people left that can sit there. And for her to say we're not prepared, I, I'm fully on board with that because I, I'm not prepared. I, I'm ready to see how this thing's going to play out. I'm pumped, man. Shock me. You know, let's see what we got. Yeah, give
1: me give me football, give me Doctor Strange, give me Rogue One, then give me Game of Thrones. I'm ready. Let's do this. Football's oh, yeah, man. Football's got to get me to Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's all I know.
0: This is true. This is true.
1: Uh, one last thing with Hollywood. We did learn today that uh, one of our actors from our childhood until... Our adulthood uh, did pass away today. Gene Wilder has died.
0: Willy Wonka himself. I'm I I'm beyond sad. Like, Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder is awesome for me. I, I loved Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I freaking love Young Frankenstein, man. And Young Frankenstein, we, we watched today, my wife and I watched the video of the Bring on the Ritz song That he does with. Yes, yes, with uh, the guy from Everybody Loves Raymond. I cannot think of his name, forgive me, because he was another great one. Ah, man, it, it's just sad. Gene Wilder was awesome. Yes,
1: and uh, of course, his stint of movies with Richard Pryor, uh, you know, Stir Crazy, oh. uh, Silver Streak. Man, I mean, I should not have been watching those movies as a child, but loved it. Uh, they were funny. What was the one. Which one were, they were blind and deaf? Which one was that?
0: That's, I was just about to ask you. I mean, I was seriously just about to ask you. The one where they were blind and deaf. And I agree with you. That's probably a movie I shouldn't have watched as young as I did. But that movie was hilarious. Wasn't it wasn't she a woman? Fuzzy Wuzzy was a woman? <laughs> oh my goodness man and uh the producers I, I,
1: Young Frankenstein yeah I mean Gene Wilder has a certain place in in my childhood like Willy Wonka um, oh shoot Young Frankenstein Star Crazy yeah all that stuff it, it, it's just something you I mean even there's, there's a movie called The Woman in Red that he was in that my mother loved I remember that I
0: remember that movie, yes.
1: And uh, even I liked it, so, I mean, rest in peace Gene Wilder, man.
0: Yes. Big salute to him, because he, he was amazing.
1: And, of course, anybody who who doesn't know him will know him from the memes. Tell me once again.
0: <laughs> yes. I love that meme. Yes, yes. The the meme, the Gene Wilder meme is awesome.
1: All right. our right. We've got two more subjects I want to hit. One is, of course... Recurring
0: theme here. The, the have you well before we get to have you seen it. Well, and, and I did well, mention I went to Hastings today. Well, okay, go ahead. Can 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 I can I break out what I, what I was able to walk away from there with today? Yeah. And if you do have a local Hastings, go check them out. Um, there's a lot of stuff that they have that they don't know what they have. So if you're missing a few things. I went today, I sat down in the floor, I slid out the drawers and I just started flipping through the books because these books, are, I mean, you're you're really able to pick up, you know, good comics for a dollar 60 each, you know. They're they're 50, 60% off depending on where they're sitting and dig through the ones that are bagged and boarded because There's a lot of them that we're not taking care of well because it is Hastings. But I was able to go through, and I have... These are the variant covers. I was able to pick up Power Man and Iron Fist uh, variant covers. The first one, number one, with Power Man, and uh, number one with Iron Fist. So I have both variant covers. And this is the... uh, action figure cover i don't know if you've seen it where you know it's as if they're in an action figure box and those were uh, a dollar each i was able to pick up some marvel uh secret wars uh number one with doc ock on number one cyclops number one and those were $2.14 each. I was able to go through X-Men Civil War II variant cover. I looked it up. I was I got this book for $1.60 and on mycomicshop.com it's selling right now for $9. I found a Hastings variant cover of Magneto number one with Deadpool on the cover. I looked it up. I picked it up for $3.58. $22 on mycomicshop.com. I'm just saying, go to your Hastings, sit down, people. Start digging through there. Before they close, uh, I talked to ours today, and she said, you know, the final day they say they're going to be open is October 31st, but she doesn't believe they're going to be around that long. She thinks somewhere around October 15th, ours will be gone forever. So I got about two more weeks to get up there I got two more sets of drawers that I haven't dug through I told my wife today she's like are you gonna dig through the final ones I said no because if I sit down and start digging then I'm gonna find stuff and I'm gonna spend money that I don't need to be spending so I'm gonna limit myself to going once every paycheck and I set a price tag that I limit myself to buying and that's what I do but go and check out these books, people, because I don't know what they're going to do with them when they're finally gone, but my guess is they won't be taken care of nicely. So get to your local Hastings, start digging, find some good books that, you know... Hastings doesn't care whether they have a $30 book marked for $1.50. That's not going to keep them in business, but for a collector that that's something that could mean something to you later on. Or if you're a collector for value, even if they've already jumped up in value from their cover price to what they are right now in just a year or so, there's no telling what they could do in the next few years, especially with the power man and iron fist getting their own Netflix series coming out later this year.
1: That's a great advice. Uh, I've seen a few gems in our Hastings that I've really enjoyed. Um, Now, I haven't picked up any comics this week, but I did, when perusing at Walmart, find a really, really good deal. Adult coloring books are a huge thing right now. And uh, if if you don't mind black and white, there is a great story called uh, Batman Mad Love, and it is the origin of Harley Quinn as done by Paul Dini and Bruce Timm. Now, of course, Harley Quinn originally appeared on Batman the Animated Series. That is where she's from. Correct. But when she became a popular character, DC Comics asked Paul Dini and Bruce Timm to make a story of the origin of uh, Harley Quinn. And this is a great, great Batman story, great Harley Quinn, great Joker and it, it's in comic book format. I mean, it's in black and white. It's a coloring book, but it's the black and white version without color of of the comic. And it was like ten bucks. and And the last time I checked on the graphic novel, it was like I think 20 or something like that. And I think it's great. Um, That's it, awesome. It's a really it'll good be, pick up.
0: It, it'll be unique because you have it in black and white. Yes. And, and like you said, adult comic books are taking off big time. There there are so many cool ones out there. Uh, I, I may have to go to our Walmart and look this up. Because um, that one, sounds awesome.
1: And one other thing I wanted to bring up comic related. There are a few stories I've uh, talked about on the podcast. Like the middle run Dracula story in Doctor Strange. The three part Dracula story in like the sixty. 61, 62, 63, I'm, I'm not quite sure. But one of my favorite storylines of all time it involves great artists, involves X-Men, involves Spider-Man, and it's not a name story, it's just a connected group of books. And what I wanted to talk about is... There is a old Conan bad guy named Kulin cool Goth. There was a Marvel team up, which is of course a book. Spider Man teamed up with a different uh, Marvel hero every now and then. And Marvel right. Marvel team up number seventy nine featured Spider Man team up with Red Sonya, and of course Red Sonya nice. and Conan were from a, a, an age way before any of the modern. Marvel Comics characters, but it's a it's kind of a magic story. Um, in, in this issue, uh, there's a necklace that uh, Kulin Goth possesses. Somebody through he's basically uh, a lich or like Voldemort, if if you're not familiar with the idea, and he possesses a guy who puts on the necklace and comes to our time. And Spider-Man finds a sword that Mary Jane picks up, and she's possessed by the spirit of Red Sonya. Of course, they team up, they fight, Uh, Goth gets uh, taken back into the necklace, and, you know, it's a one-thing story. But, after that, something kind of unique happens. Spider-Man has the necklace, he's out on a boat, and uh, the the sorcerer tries to take control of him, and he throws the necklace into uh, New York Harbor. Well, here comes uh, X-Men, Uncanny X-Men number 190, uh, or, I'm sorry, 188 up uh, through 191. In Uncanny X-Men 198, a fisherman finds this necklace that, of course, Spider-Man had through in the harbor. And through a series of magic spells, and this and that, of course, the guy who finds the necklace gets murdered. The murderer puts on the necklace, and uh, and Kulangoth takes over this guy and he casts a spell and turns most of New York into a barbaric age that's awesome so the all the X-Men and all the Avengers, I mean this is an Avengers X-Men crossover just in the normal X-Men book it doesn't even say that But uh, so you have all these characters all in like barbaric age, Spider-Man is not affected by the spell because uh, Koolingoth didn't want him to, he wanted to punish him for what he did to him and then, so all these characters, all the Morlocks underneath New York, all the X-Men, all the all the Avengers, all the heroes based in New York are all affected by this. And they slowly start coming around as people, like the army, tries to go in. Uh, anytime somebody crosses the spell, they forget who they are and they appear as barbarians and stuff like that. But slowly, can't remember who all, like Warlock isn't affected because he's an alien and they, they try to stop Kulin Goth, and he kills a lot of people. Like, he ends up killing Spider-Man. He ends up uh, uh, almost winning. And a few of the heroes are left over. And this is the freaky part. Uh, like, Doctor Strange, Captain America, Storm, most of the X-Men, because it's an X-Men book, are, are left after they've beat Kulin Goth, and they're like well, now we're stuck here. The spell is gone too big. Well, Doctor Strange uses Ileana Rasputin's teleporting powers and mysticism to uh, transport them to an alternate reality. So the original Marvel 616 is an alternate reality of the uh, Marvel Prime because of one of these stories. That is awesome. <laughs> but it, do- it doesn't stop there. Um, because there is... A book I was talking about called The Exiles, uh, and they dimension hop between alternative realities and stuff like that. They actually do arrive in a dimension where Kulangoth won and is, you know, uh, uh, taking control of all these heroes, but he ends up trying to possess Johnny Blaze, who has a demon inside him, Zarathos, and Zarathos takes over and they have to team up with Kulan Goth to 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 stop Zarathos and it's a really good I really like the story and uh, he comes into play later there's also an Avengers when the Avengers relaunched volume 3 uh, there was a story with Kulan Goth in it which I have not collected but if you ever uh there is a trade paperback containing some of this somewhere I haven't got it cuz I've got the original issues but It's really fun, really good story. I I do recommend any time somebody finds Marvel Team Up number 79 to pick that up. It's art by John Byrne. Uh, The X-Men issues I mentioned are all by John Romita Jr. Uh, Early early in his work, his best work uh, is when that happens. And then, of course, the uh, Avengers run are when George Perez came back to the book. So all great artists on those.
0: Yes, man. You lit it up, man. I'm I'm pumped. I want to go find this. I'm gonna have to add this to my uh, my list on our Google Drive of comics Sean wants. I'm gonna have to add that one Marvel Team Up seventy nine.
1: Yeah, and definitely that run of X Men one eighty eight through uh, one ninety one. Sweet. Um, and my last topic. Unless you want to hit on any more comic stuff.
0: I'm good. Let, let's roll with it. Well,
1: may, may I ask you, my friend, have you seen it?
0: Okay. What if you... I, I, I Well, I, I have one ready this week. I'm actually prepared. I am prepared for this. Well, hit so, me. This is a surprise. What, what, I don't know. Oh, oh I oh, didn't oh, think you, want, you were ready. You want, uh, you want me to go? Let's I, go. I'm let's do ready. this. I'm only ready because yeah, yesterday I wanted to watch a movie, and I was like, I'm going to watch this. And we watched quite a silly movie. It has nothing to do with anything comic book or whatever related. But we watched the movie Waiting. Have you seen Waiting?
1: Is this the Ryan Reynolds? Uh, Ryan oh. Reynolds. Oh, Dane it's Cook. it's so
0: angry. <laughs> yes, Ryan Reynolds, Dane Cook. Uh, was it John Francis Daly? Is that his name? Sweets from Bones. What is his name? Listen, as a, as a former
1: restaurant manager, that movie kind of hurts you just a little bit. It's very funny.
0: <laughs> oh, it, it's an awesome movie. But it, it kind of gets and, you in the feels. Oh, well, well the fact that um, every time I watch it, I, I was a waiter at uh, Ruby Tuesday's for a while right outside Nashville. And when I watched that movie, I picture myself there on a Friday night, and I'm like, Yep, I know all these people. And, and the movie I'm referring to, people, if you haven't seen it, is Waiting. It's a comedy about you know life in a restaurant, having to deal with very horrible customers, relations between your co-workers, how things work, uh, egos, everything is there, games you play to entertain yourself. God knows we have enough stories between Rick and I. And
1: You mean like the spatula?
0: Yes, yes. We, we have many stories from our dealings of working together where we, when you work in a job like that, you find monotonous stuff to entertain yourself. And if you haven't seen Waiting, it, it's very funny. You know, it's Dane Cook, Ryan Reynolds, and a very uh, very young Justin Long as well. So give it a shot. It, I, I can't really say. I don't know anything about who the director was, or what the writing was. It's not one of those type movies where you want to dig deep. If you just want to veg out and watch a funny movie and you haven't seen Waiting, I highly recommend it. <laughs> now, what do you what do you got from me?
1: I don't know. I, I'm just stuck on Matt and the Spanker.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, man. The, the, the be- Listen, people. When you go through a drive through if you ever say, that's to-go... Don't be surprised if somebody ever hands you your food on a tray and then goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, was that to go?" You're in a drive-through. the 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 need to say that's to go is not necessary at all. Uh, okay, okay. Who was it who had the spanker and and went behind? That that would be that would be your relative. No, no, sir. no, no,
1: no, 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 no. He didn't have I, I, the one I'm talking about. Is like. Like, Tony had it or something like that.
0: Oh, and, yeah, and, and he, he took Shannon to her knees. <laughs> that was it. While <laughs> taking an order. Yes. That, that would be Matt created uh, uh, out of a cardboard box, basically. And duct tape. And, and duct tape. Uh, just basically a, a, a whip, you know, a cardboard whip. And... <laughs> He, he just would go around and smack the crap out of people along the back of their legs while they were trying to work. And this girl was taking an order one day. And he just snuck up behind her crawling on the ground and just laid her out. It was hilarious. Probably not for her. And probably not something you would do in today's society <laughs> at all. You no. you would be looking at a lawsuit today. for If you did half the stuff we did back in... 1996-ish. It, w- it would have been quite different. 20 years ago, things were quite different.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's a story for another time. Yes. Uh Sean, have you seen Big Trouble in Little China?
0: Yes. Many times. Awesome movie.
1: Let's talk about that. Big Trouble in Little China is directed by John Carpenter. Stars Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall, and a whole bunch of other people you never heard of. Uh, this movie, and I've watched this so many times, and I never realized until two or three years ago that it's a—it's the movie that your your hero of the movie isn't who you're watching. You're watching the sidekick. Jack Burton is the sidekick.
0: Yes, yes. And it never hit me. Oh, it's so good, man. Kurt Russell in that movie is awesome. But the movie is told from the sidekick's
1: perspective, but he's your main guy. And it, it is hilarious. And uh, I think this this is the best movie I've ever seen him in, probably besides Tombstone. Now, yes. two, two completely different movies. Tombstone, very serious, very well shot, written, uh, produced, acted, acted. movie. Big Trouble in Little China is
0: hilarious. Cornball B movie. Love it. Excellent movie. It's
1: all in the reflexes. Mm.
0: Yes. You, you you need to see Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, if for nothing else, then if you've ever seen a self-destructing bad guy that gets so mad... That uh, you know, I felt like that a
1: few days, and and let if if you don't know what we're talking about, of course, Big Trouble in Little China is a story of a trucker named Jack Burton who has a friend uh, who's of uh, Asian uh, ethnicity who goes to Chinatown to recover a truck and runs into some uh, Chinese legends and and mysticism and a guy takes his girlfriend to try to live forever and they've got to help him get it back and it's it, it's it's i ama- I can't do it justice. If you haven't seen Big Trouble in Little China, find it, watch it and and just get ready to laugh your butt off. It, it is really good.
0: It's awesome movie.
1: Well, my friend, I think that's about it for this week unless you just want to dig up a body and throw it out in the middle for everybody I, to see. I have-
0: I have absolutely nothing this week. If you're on Twitter, you can find me at Maynard98. Uh, You can find both of us at not so southern g's on twitter that's our not so southern gentleman account you can find me at ricky westbrook on twitter you can find us on facebook
1: if you just search not so southern gentlemen we're posting articles all the time give us a comment tweet us back let us know what you're thinking if we say something you don't think is right you call us out and let us know how you feel about it
0: that's fine yeah that's perfectly fine and uh, my friend, I don't know if you noticed, but I, I, I believe we are gaining some popularity. Uh, today alone, uh, one of our podcasts has received 18 listens. That doesn't sound like a lot, but for us to have that much traffic in a single day on a single episode is quite awesome for us, and we thank you for listening. If you're listening and you enjoy it, tell a friend. We We would love to have the ability to have better setup better microphones better stuff and if you listen and you share hopefully one day far down the road we will be able to provide that to you and uh i I love doing this each week it's a great uh an hour or so out of my day that i just i never dread it it's awesome
1: absolutely and uh you know if, if you love us tell us if you if you got some suggestions we'd love to hear it you know do you want to hear more taco time with uh sean and ricky or do you want us to concentrate oh, yeah. more on articles then hey well we're happy to do it we we love all this stuff so
0: just hit us back anytime yep for not so southern gentlemen i'm sean and i'm ricky who's scruffy looking